welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash. This is your Christmas Eve episode, sort of like the episode before the Christmas special. Yay! How's everybody Blah! doing? Blah! <laughs> I'm tired, but that's, that's, that's normal. We're always tired. This episode's theme is going to be year-end awards from us, because we consider ourselves experts on all things action figures. So we're going to kind of discuss in length highs and lows of the year along with our regular shenanigans. So I have on an face. I have on elf hat and I am eating Christmas tree. It is merry. <laughs> Man, you know, if you want some fiber, those pine needles will really get the pipes moving. They go through me like goat milk. <laughs> Oh, fun times. So, you guys get anything cool? Uh, I did not get a lot. I got two things this week. I got um, the classified Lady J, because uh, she was eleven ninety nine on on uh, Amazon for like one of those like daily deal things. She's a great figure. Uh, yeah, yeah, she is. I'm, I'm really impressed with her. Um, and then I got, I, my beachhead figure finally came in. It took forever to get here, but... So that finally arrived. My one complaint with classified. Well, I, I'm sorry. I have two complaints with classified. Number one, none of their backpacks fit properly. Nope. They all kind of swivel and wiggle. It's the plastic they use for the pegs. It drives me nuts because yeah. old school GI Joes and even modern, you know, the 25th anniversary and all that. Their backpacks always fit secure. This, they just kind of wiggle waggle and it drives me nuts. I'm kind of surprised that they don't have straps. Like, they didn't go that far with right. the realism. Yeah. My other complaint is that I have yet to see, and all of these figures, are like, I like a lot of them. Um, but my only complaint here is that I have yet to see something that had to be done in six inch. Like, all of this stuff could have been done in three and three fourth. So, as much as I get. You know, the whole moving everything to six inch because it's a whole the new universal scale for all of us. Joe collectors who have a huge G.I. Joe collection of the three and three fourth inch scale to now start collecting in six inch. It still annoys me. It still irks me. But uh, especially because there's nothing here that I'm like, yeah, OK, I see why they had to do that on a bigger scale. I wouldn't Every have rebought them if they were three and three quarter again. And they just look like because Lady J is pretty much Lady J. There's very. Mm -hmm little that's new about her um i feel like the female figures are better in this scale the rest take it or leave it see i i'd, I'd have to disagree only because like uh was it helix i think that uh came out in the yeah eyes yeah. of cobra line yep she is a perfect three and three fourth inch female figure like i know because usually with the the three and three fourth inch they have the thinner limbs and sometimes you got to worry about being fragile yep. but she has all like all of her joints work perfectly. Everything, nothing feels like it's going to break. She's a great figure, you know, can hold any pose. Her accessories are fantastic, you know, and she was like a little $9 figure. <laughs> so I don't know. I just, 
I'm forever going to be a three and three fourth inch fan. Um, as much as these classified are amazing. I love the accessories. I love the look of them. It's just, I, I don't like the, the industry moving to everything has to be bigger. Cause you know, again, everything's vying for space. Yeah. Not everything from Hasbro needs to be a labeled collector's line. Right. Also, just just as a quick aside, someone recently pointed out to me the absurdity of the Ghostbusters line being called the Plasma series, considering there is no plasma in Ghostbusters. It's plasm. It's ectoplasm. <laughs> so it's the Ghostbusters blood series. Why? <laughs> Marketing. I, I hadn't even thought of that. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mike, what did you think about um, Beachhead? He's he's a nice figure, but I again I hate his backpack swiveling all over the place. That drives me nuts. Um, the beret is cool. I I just won't display him with it. Who puts and, on a ski mask and then puts a beret on top of the ski mask? <laughs> right. I tell you, that is my winter outfit. I feel called out. <laughs> Look. I had the figure, and I'm like, why does this exist? And I was like, this must clearly be, like, a pre-accessory for Flint. But then you get Flint, and it's an entirely new, it's a brand new beret. Well, it's it's because there is the uh, the unmasked uh, beachhead figures where he has the beret. Um, so it's like, okay, they're going to they're gonna put that. But why not put an extra head in there? <laughs> you know, give him know. an unmasked head. And then, I hate that gun. I hate his Nerf gun. His weird shoots around a corner shotgun makes yeah. no sense. See, here's here's the thing. Like I've said before, with with me, GI Joe has always been sci-fi military fantasy, so I'm totally fine with the the weird science fiction weaponry. I just hate that it's like olive green. <laughs> just, yeah. If you're gonna give me an unpainted gun, just just make it black. You know, at least then it, it, it's it doesn't stand out as look at how unpainted this thing is. <laughs> so, yeah, the fact that it's all olive green just kind of bugs me. But as a figure, he's a very nice figure. Um, But again, looking at the, the Pursuit of Cobra Beachhead standing next to him, it's like, I think I like the Pursuit of Cobra Beachhead better. Yeah. You know? I, yeah, I think the... My favorite beachhead would be the. Remember when they did the 25th line and they had like they re-released the 25th guys in, in special comic. packaging with like. Yeah. Actually, he had like his unmasked head. Yep. And he had like the mask down as an accessory around his neck. Mm-hmm. That's been like my favorite beachhead. Um, See, I got that when he was in the two pack that came with mainframe. Yeah. And I've loved that figure ever since. My only complaint about that beachhead is it doesn't make sense to me if you had a gigantic mustache like beachhead is supposed to. Mm-hmm. Why would you wear a fucking ski mask all the time? <laughs> Speak, speaking as someone who has a, a beard and mustache and has to wear a mask at work for eight hours, you get used to it. <laughs> it just seems very uncomfortable. Oh, it, it is, but you eventually get used to it. Um, Josh, what'd you get? I, I also didn't get a ton. Uh, partially because, you know, holidays are getting close. Yep. But, uh, I did get, um, uh, I did get the Netflix Masters of the Universe, Tila slash Sorceress and Evil Inn. Yep. 
holy crap, I love them both. I just um, opened mine up today. I love them. I would, I would prefer if Evelyn uh, had the headpiece similar to Sorceress's wings. Yeah, uh, with it with a translucent piece on it, but I appreciate that they were trying something different, so I'm not going to fault them for it. Like that was I I didn't expect it to be so obviously printed on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's one of those cases where like you don't even have to look that close to see the print lines. Gotcha. But but if they tightened it up a little bit then it would be perfect. Uh, other than that, I have no complaints about either one of them. I feel like uh, they are perfect for this line and this scale. Uh, they just, they feel like, they feel like toys. They're toyetic. They make me want to pick them up and bash them against each other. Yeah. And like, I'm amazed at how well they're selling. And I'm also amazed that they took the risk of putting two female characters in a line. In an assortment, which is with, what they've been doing. Which, but, with another one coming. I know, but I'm glad that, like, you go to the toy store, toy store, the toy aisle at Walmart is where you can find these currently. And these are the biggest sellers of all the Masters of the Universe stuff. It's the Netflix animated figures, which makes me very happy that. Yeah, because yeah, more often than not, I don't see them at all in the aisle. If Same. I do, it's it's a single He-Man, which is great because he's there's he's more plentiful. But like of all the lines, I feel like that's the one that needed the most steam and support. It was that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it's interesting, too, because they've already done uh, a variant of He-Man in the line. And I haven't seen him on the shelf at all. No. So I, too, got them and I picked up Orko as well. Which I'll get to Orko, which he's the best of the three. Supposedly, there's that lightning, clear the, the yellow pow- gold yeah. man, which is the one that like I would buy without even thinking about it because he's clear plastic and he's glittery and it's like speaking my language. I love those kinds of variants, but I'm pretty sure he just hasn't hit yet. Just like no, how Man at Arms was a little bit. No, he's shipping delayed. with. Uh, he ships next to Evelyn. I haven't seen it crazy i mean i can see why people are buying it there's also but, a new battle armor skeletor in the bigger size that ooh. people have found too that i haven't seen yet but it's christmas which is like all bets are off you're gonna find stuff in the sock aisle it's crazy yeah you know? that's true uh and the other thing i got which i i have not sent you pictures of yet because i wanted to uh talk about how it has no right to be this awesome on the show. Uh, I went ahead and pulled the trigger on a pudgy pig because I had some Bezos bucks. Man, good for you. It is the best of all of the Power Rangers deluxe figures so far, hands down. Um, it's the first one that bulk-wise feels like it's worth the extra money because he's just a beefy figure. He has some weight to him. Um, he, his mouth is big enough to eat three and three fourth inch figures when fully opened. I will send you the pictures that I, I had sent to Mike. They're just, uh, it's just pudgy pig eating Fortnite figures. That's uh, so it's, cool. it's, it's awesome. also 
big enough that if you uh, if you pose them right, uh, you can split the Masters of the Universe Origins figures, and the the bottom of the torso fits into his mouth really well. Ooh. So he can eat Masters of the Universe Origins figures, per se. Man, they have... I don't think they're going to do it, but there's such potential of, like, the Super Sentai monsters that I would buy them forever, but you've got to keep the Power Rangers in there for them to fight. Um, but Pudgy Pig is the best. He's he's so ridiculous. He's so well-articulated. Uh, I love the knife and fork. I love that he has a weird little lightning attachment for the fork. Uh, yeah, there's just something stupid and fun. Uh, he's Like I said, he's the first one that, uh, thanks to Bezos Bucks, I did not pay full price for it. But had I paid full price for it, I would have been like, yeah, okay, I'm still happy. Did you notice the little face inside of his throat? Yes. Okay, that's a little hidden detail that people discovered. And I was like, my God. You know, while we're having this conversation, I am going to go on Amazon and see how much Pudgy, Pudgy Pig is right now. I was hoping I think, to find it at retail, but I have Bezos Bucks as well. Yeah, I think the last I, I saw he was like 30 bucks. That's very fair. I will be getting that later tonight. Um, I bought the, I guess we'll segue into me. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the end of mine. I bought the... Um, Wolverine box set from Amazon that I mentioned this last week. It comes with like Cyber, Omega Red, Wolverine. One of the Hellfire Clubs, his gimmick is that he can like glamour you into thinking he's not like this weaselly, sickly looking character that he's like dashing. Um, and Callisto. And I got one and it was missing um, his cummerbund on one of the guys. So I returned it, got a second one. But they didn't refund my Bezos bucks. They just gave me a gift card, which is essentially the same thing. But the second one that I had to buy, I had to use my real money. Um, so I'm kind of like, I've got this money. It's sitting around. I'm not sure I'm going to use it for. Pudgy Pig is perfect. Um, so like Josh, I got the three of four new Masters of the Universe toys. Sorceress, Evelyn, and Orko. Orko has the action feature. He looks like he's farting energy. To like kind of give him the floating effect, which is what they do for him all the time now. Mm-hmm. But inside the energy blast, like the jet plume that comes out of his skirt, he has a marble, like a mouse marble, that helps him glide on the floor like the old Orko had. Uh, not old Orko had like a, a record, like a needle that he would chitter around on a floor on. This yeah. one just has a marble so he can kind of just glide across the floor instead of a thunder punch feature. Um the only problem with the toy is that he's got that damn look where he it looks like he's sculpted to have ball joints, but they're not. Yep. So he has it's sculpted in a way where his elbows meet his arms. They're glued in place, but there's not a ball joint. It looks like it's a ball and socket to move him around, but it's not there. Because um, I first opened it, and I was like, does it have it? Does it have it? No, it's just the way it's designed based on the cartoon. He's designed that way. Um, but he's great. He's a really cool toy. Uh, I'm glad people have kind of come back around on Orko from like being irritated by him to loving him again. Sort of like Jar Jar Binks, not as bad. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the full wave of Final Faction 1.5 minus the clip-on accessories for the Jeep. Uh, nice. Couldn't find them. 
But again, it's just Dollar Trees getting whatever Dollar Tree gets. And do you want to go to 100 Dollar Trees or you just want to casually wait? I've been going because all the Dollar Trees have been getting random Blu-rays and DVDs of awesome, awesome stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I found the newest Puppet Master movie for a buck twenty-five at Dollar Tree. Like you can't get better than that. Um, and I can't add anything that Josh hasn't added already for a buck twenty-five. These are the best value out there. They're amazing. Um, and I got birthday presents. So I got awesome stuff from my daughter. She got me a squishy, stretchy Frankenstein monster from Five Below that's full of like packing peanuts. Oh, that's but the fun. fun thing about him is that when you stretch him out, he stays stretched. He doesn't kind of snap back into place. So you can make him in all kind of crazy shapes, and he'll just stay that way for 10 minutes as he slowly kind of shrinks back down. Uh, I got some Eagle Moss Predator and Alien statues. Um, which, to add to my Eagle Moss Predator and Alien statue collection, if you ever buy an Eagle Moss statue, please beware that they're very fragile because they're resin, and some of the pieces are very thin. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, they made Eagle Moss Kenner tribute stuff and I got the snake alien, the head snap right off. So you got to be careful. Um, and it's, the resin does not glue well. So when you're trying to fix it, you're just going to have to like bite the bullet and use like hot glue. Uh, what else did I get? I probably got more stuff, but we can move on. It's more than likely like Marvel legends. I've been desperately hoping to find the Kessler wolf. At retail, but I haven't found it yet because some people are getting them in comic book stores. Um, mm-hmm. Hasn't popped up yet. Yeah, uh, I haven't seen that anywhere. Yeah, I'm waiting for the uh, Mutagen Man or, uh, yeah, Mutagen Man Ace Duck pack. Mine's shipped. It hasn't shown up yet. I haven't gotten a shipping notification yet, but yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for mine because I, I pre-ordered that like forever ago. Yeah, I forgot that I... And I probably should have waited because Target kind of has ample stock on these now. Like, I can still go and find, like, um, the newest set with... Uh, Wingnut and Screwloose? Wingnut and, and Screwloose, yes. Ground Chuck and Dirtbag as well. Yeah, I mean, they're steadily moving. I think they've found a good balance of, like, not too much, not too little. You know, you can still kind of walk in there, and if you're lucky, you can find Goliath any number of Jason's and Freddy's and like they're getting there of like a nice mix. I think Um, it's cool. I'm excited. So um, are you guys ready? Remember a few weeks ago, I kind of found some lost tapes of things. I went to an estate sale. Oh yeah. yeah. I've been sitting on some great stuff Uh, because it's the holidays. Nobody's I, I thought Mabel, would have some sort of Christmas promotion. She didn't. So I dug through my archives. Like what kind of funny old junk can I play for us to kind of fill the dead air? You guys, we were around in the nineties, right? We were, we were nineties kids, teenagers. Um, I don't know about you guys. I didn't really have a big social circle. So Friday nights for me, we're at home watching ABC and TGIF, you know, the likes of full house, step-by-step who's in charge um perfect strangers to name a few it was a classic lineup of two hours of beautiful beautiful sitcom programming and did you guys also know that there was tons of drug use partying 
dead bodies. It, well, I mean, it was a it was a bunch of sitcoms, so that kind of goes without saying. I mean, it was yeah, like a I Motley mean, it was a Motley Crew concert of just based entirely on the the shit I heard about Saved by the Bell. I would guess the others were worse. Yeah, I mean, these guys <laughs> these guys put Screech to shame. So what I'm implying is, yes, I found TGIF sex tapes. Oh. Look, I know what you're thinking. Not everybody's involved. John Stamos dodged this bullet yet again. Josh, I'm sorry. I know you really, really <laughs> want to watch John Stamos' sex tape. I, I've been looking. I've been looking. But This was one to, of my last hopes. You're going to have to wait to see Uncle Jesse's balls. <laughs> I don't know that I can. Um, but I can do you guys one better. Uncle Joey did some horrible, horrible shit. If you don't believe me, listen to Alanis Morissette made a whole album (laughs) devoted to how Dave Goulier is a creep. And yes, he did a sex tape with the woodchuck puppet. Oh, God. (laughs) Oh, no. I don't know who the girl is, but I would recognize Dave Goulier's bloated beached whale body any day and that damn woodchuck puppet he just wants to keep it on the whole time it's messed up but it's also hilarious because when do you see a celebrity sex tape involving a puppet so i'm sorry if you're a full house fan i'm probably ruining your childhood but i don't care so just sit back relax listen to a little clip because what says merry christmas then this uh, we'll be right back. Thanks for listening. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This woodchuck loves the way you work that beaver. Mm. Oh, yeah. Make Uncle Jesse happy. Oh, yeah. I had to sit here and watch the whole time. Mm. Don't you love having the eyes of a woodchuck on your baby? Mmm, it was totally worth that extra 20 bucks. Yeah, Woodchuck is happy. Just remember, if you want to take out the pineapple, there's a safe word, but I forget what it is. Mmm, yeah, keep working that pineapple. Yeah, just like that. Work that pineapple on Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah, make him eat that apple pie. Oh, yeah, that's a euphemism. You figure it out, baby. Mm, yeah, uh, I'm going to break the dam. I'm going to break the dam. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't expecting the fapping noises. <laughs> I'm so glad I was muted for that. <laughs> oh, oh Lord. I'm, I'm choking on laughter. <laughs> oh, oh, Uncle Jesse. Wrong uncle. Yeah, <laughs> it's I was going to Joey. <laughs> Who cares? That makes it funnier. Though. <laughs> it makes it sound like Jesse is standing in the corner watching. <laughs> <laughs> 
So it is. So it is the John Stamos Stamos sex tape, except it's just Dave Coulier watching the puppet. <laughs> you know what I'm picturing? You know, like you have the puppet's hand on a wire, <laughs> reaching the puppet down to his dick. With the puppet hand. <laughs> oh Lord Almighty! <laughs> oh. That was wrong. I, I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> it seems like a great idea on paper. Oh. Whew. Okay. Well, let's hop right into the news. Um, ah, let me just crack my jaw here. The biggest <laughs> news. <laughs> that's right. The biggest news right out the bat is that Hasbro is doing a gigantic, expensive. Megazord figure, and let me get you some proper titles. It is called the Thingamabob from Although, the Jig. I gotta say, I'm I'm impressed. It is less money than I was expecting it to be. Yes, uh, I don't think I'm gonna get it. I have a lot of the Hasbro Power Rangers stuff. It is called the Hasbro. Power Rangers Lightning Collection Zord Ascension Project Mighty Morphin Dino Megazord. That is a mouthful. It's in one and one forty fourth scale. It's going to be big, um, considering that the Megazord is the size of a skyscraper. Uh, it comes apart into its respective components of the dinosaurs that turn into the Megazord, and it's very articulated. Um, the suggested retail price is 160 bucks, which is kind of like what's keeping me from buying it. Um, I have bought so much expensive, large merchandise that it's like, I love Power Rangers just as much as an X-Men child, but I don't know if I $170 love it. Right. Um, it's cool. It looks badass. And I can only imagine how cool like the rest of the Zords are going to look. Uh, like the Dragon Zord. You know, all of them, but each of the components come with a little tiny PVC Ranger that can kind of ride inside of them. It looks just super cool. The packaging is nuts, um, which is one thing I don't get with these companies. Like, you're meant to open this, so why make crazy expensive packaging? If you can shave $20 off the price, mm. maybe you should do that. Um, it's still super, super cool. But Yeah, and... And again, well, well, it's not for me. I do have to applaud that price. It's under $200. Good for them. Uh, other Power Rangers news. If you're a fan, there is a repaint of the Power Rangers in space villain, Ecliptor, in red and silver. Um, from some point in the show, I don't recognize it, but it's pretty cool. Uh, let me move on to other bigger fish to fry. Super 7. Josh called it, is doing the entire line of Animaniacs. They look amazing. And Josh, I'll let you gush about these because you're the Animaniacs guy. <sighs> I'm so angry at Super 7 for releasing these like all at once right before Christmas. Uh, the only reason I have not pulled the trigger yet is because the pre-order does run until after Christmas. But uh, they're good enough that uh, for the first time, I'm going to be spending $275 on a full wave of Super 7 Ultimates because they're, they all look perfect. 
Um, I have heard some people saying that Yakko's proportions look off. But here's the thing. All of their proportions consistently changed. Right. So Yakko's proportions are correct for the accessories he comes with because the proportions he has are more in line with the proportions from Yakko doing Nations of the World. Okay. So it's like they they aren't the they aren't the Yakko proportions you would think of from the theme song necessarily. But it's from his most important moment. Exactly. You, you had to pick a Yakko, you pick it from that. Uh I love that Wacko comes with the same board but different so he can do the capitals of the US. Um I do feel like I I feel like Dot's missing something. That's the one complaint I have here. Like everyone comes with these awesome large accessories and then Dot comes with sets of hands, a butterfly and a pool floaty. You know what I feel like is missing from all of this? The actual water tower. You know they're going to do it. I know. It just seems like if I don't you know think about the price. If Dot needed to come with something, it's the water tower. I feel like she should at least maybe she should have come with her vanity. Yeah, yeah. I I can only assume that they cost cut her to kind of dump money into everybody else, like the brain. With you know, his or, giant giant magnet from the opening credits. Yeah. <laughs> and so it cool. also it also has a really, really touching deep cut too. What's that? The uh the keychain yeah. that he comes with. Uh, that is from the single Pinky and the Brain Christmas episode from the original run where Pinky gives the brain the world. Aww. And, like, that's that's pretty cool. It's pretty cool that they went with, like, a, a touching deep cut and one that truly gives the brain the world. Yeah. Uh, well. But, oh my god, they're so good. Uh, this is an example of Super 7 like going above and beyond and giving you value. Uh, I can justify the cost of these. These aren't like Silverhawks or maybe even Thundercats where you're like, I don't know if this is worth my money. These are worth your money. Get these. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're a big Animaniacs fan, this is like, I can't think of a better collectible than, than these for the Animaniacs. Hey, if and, you were waiting, uh, this is this is a side note just for you guys because I'm sure this won't be up by the time uh, by the time this airs. If you were, excuse me, sleeping on uh, the Masterverse Evil Inn or Mossman, mm-hmm. eleven ninety nine on Amazon right now. Yep, uh, they're also on sale on Walmart.com. Has clearance out a lot of stuff for the holidays, and they're like disappearing quickly. But if you just go on. And type in clearance on walmart.com. You can find a lot of good stuff. Uh, I did not buy anything because I didn't need it. But like Modoc was like 30 bucks. Um, among other things that I saw, I was like, wow, maybe I need this again. But um, do some searching. People are they're starting their sales early to kind of help grease the wheels as far as moving merchandise out the doors. So beyond Super 7 Animaniacs, somebody commented I was reading online. Um, if they're willing to do Animaniacs, I hope they're willing to do Freakazoid. Because oh. I would buy Freakazoid. Yeah. 
Yep. There is lots of Black Series Book of Boba Fett merchandise coming out. There is an exclusive Boba Fett with Java's Throne, which uh, is exclusive to Walmart. There is a deluxe Book of Boba Fett, Boba Fett, that you're basically paying another five bucks for a backpack. I don't know. They're they're kind of trying to trick you into justifying the cost because they're they need a bigger package to show off his backpack. Um, every other Boba Fett has come with the exact same amount of accessories and backpack for the same price for like the $19.99, $22.99 price point. So I'm not sure exactly what they're doing. I think they're just trying to see if they can get away with it. It's the skirt. His new skirt is what costs more. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, it probably won't take long for that to go on sale somewhere to have it be back down to a regular price. Uh, DC Direct, which is now being put out by McFarland, is doing the DC Direct Essentials Deceased line, which was supposed to come out before they got shut down. Um, and Deceased is second is essentially like their second attempt at zombies. But these are more like infected rage monsters. But in this story, the Earth that um, gets infected in DC gets completely taken over. It's like an alternate earth whatever number if you're a comic book nerd maurice probably knows this um you want to know what my initial thoughts were seeing these figures what Mm. hey guys it's uh it's me tom and fallen here uh i just want to show you off the uh new uh dc zombie figures uh if you pay close attention they just uh i just put some uh new heads on a couple of existing bodies and uh gave them a new paint job splash some uh red paint on there and uh bam it's like you got whole new figures Pretty much, yeah. But <laughs> these were sculpted by DC Direct. So, yeah. If you think McFarlane's quality is bad, DC Direct uh, makes them look like engineering marbles. They break constantly. If you're curious, the lineup is Supergirl, The Flash, Superman, Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Batwing, Red Hood, and I believe Aquaman or Deathstroke. Deathstroke. I gotta say, that that is one of the reasons that I was very happy to see McFarlane taking over uh, the DC Direct and DC Toys in general. Because I, for for a long while, until they got into the, like, the deep cut characters that weren't the main villains, I was heavy into the Batman animated series that DC was doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the quality on them if you looked at them wrong for forget trying to swap the hands with different, the different hands that they come with. Cause you're going to break the pegs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, like some of them just out of the package trying to pose would break instantly. Uh-huh. So I, I really hope McFarlane does uh, better versions of some of those. Cause I really do like the designs. So just announced today through some internal listing reports uh, from some various retailers. And these reports have been very accurate. Next year, at some point, McFarlane is doing a wave of Blackest Night figures, which is going to feature the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern, followed by Blackest Night Batman, Blackest Night Superman, Blackest Night Deathfire. So as cool of a concept of what the fuck was it just called? I was just talking about the zombie line. Um, deceased. 
deceased, Blackest Night was much cooler in that if a DC character has ever died or are dead, they get brought back by the Black Lantern, the Black Hand, as really cool looking zombies, like rotting corpses, not just I have blood splashed on my face. Um, and apparently the build a figure for this wave is going to be Atrocitus. The DC Direct covered a ton of these zombie toys for DC uh, for Blackest Night back in the day. I have most of them, and the quality is garbage. You move them funny, they break. So it would be nice for McFarlane to kind of re-engineer these a little bit, make them a little sturdier. Um, even if it's by McFarlane standards, it's better than what DC Direct does, which is pretty much hot garbage. Um, also announced today, Naughty or Nice has more Santa Clauses coming out. In particular, Pirate Santa, who has a candy cane hook for a hand and a peg leg. And all kinds of crap you don't want to make it more expensive. Uh, there's also a clear blue plastic elf because you asked for that too, right? Right? Yeah. Oh, no, okay. no, sure. They just can't stop themselves. Uh, <laughs> McFarland, not McFarland, NECA showed off packaging for Frankenstein Raphael, and in doing so, they accidentally revealed that the next two characters are going to be Mummy Donatello. And Bride of Frankenstein, April O'Neil. And those will be to be revealed later. There's a little splash picture of it, it's got to be Donatello because they've already done Leonardo, uh, Mummy Don, and then a silhouette of Bride of Frankenstein, April, which makes me super, super excited. Uh, the neck uh, mutagen man and Ace Duck is showing up at retail and shipping. So by the time this podcast hits, you might be lucky enough to go to your local Target and see if you can find them. Uh, the mm-hmm. Masters of the WWE Universe Wave 7 was available online briefly and sold out very quickly. Fuckers. But this is a good sign that this stock is being moved around because Walmart wasn't going to get rid of it. Um, so with any luck, you'll find them at discount retailers at some point to make getting those last figures a little easier. I know everybody wants Sergeant Slaughter and Andre the Giant. Um, so... Don't lose hope. You might find him. Mike won't be the only one that has Andre the Giant. And last news, uh, not really toy news, but I thought it was kind of funny. There are finally pictures out of The Rock as Black Adam. And his head is very vascular. His bald head looks like a testicle. (laughs) (laughs) Lots and lots of veins. And hopefully... Mr. Johnson doesn't listen to this podcast and come find me and kill me, but I'm just saying, if I had that many veins in my head, I'd grow my hair out because it's kind of creepy. Also, to chime in with a touch of Transformers news. Thank you, Josh. uh, Both Blaster and Tigatron have started showing up at U.S. retail. Guess what I saw today? Which one? Tigatron. Nice. Uh, He is much bigger than i was expecting i thought he would be uh cheetor mold and he's not he's rhinox sized so he's yeah 30 plus dollar price point yeah Uh, i'm definitely from what i understand he is uh essentially like the an an upscaled uh shadow panther as opposed to cheetor because there were some mold changes from cheetor to shadow panther mm -hmm. very minor ones but uh, but it isn't exactly the same mold upscaled, so I'm probably going to grab it if I see it. If you've got Air Razor, you got to have Tigertron. 
But uh, the other bit of news was there's a whole bunch of uh, the Studio Series 86 figures that are going to be re-released with very slight tweaks to their paint in uh, the Buzzworthy Bumblebee line. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I saw that. So if you missed out on Cliffjumper, Cup, uh, I haven't actually seen pictures yet, but I've seen rumors of jazz. Okay. And uh, those are all in the Buzzworthy packaging, and they are also doing the new uh, minimal plastic packaging repack of uh, Studio Series 86 Hot Rod, but still in the Studio Series 86 line. He is that's, just a repack with new packaging. That's maybe they'll give him better uh, exhaust. And also flames. with absolutely no announcements, uh, official announcements whatsoever. Uh, reissues of Beast Wars, uh, Tigatron and Scorponok. Uh, the original molds have started showing up at Walmart's in Canada. That's pretty cool because those are both great toys. Uh, Scorponok in particular. Um, Great figure. Fun to play with. Easy to transform. Uh, I like that they're kind of re-releasing these again. Uh, it seems like Beast Wars gets a lot of love. Uh, even around the holidays, it's weird. You can walk down the aisle and see two different uh, Tyrannosaurus Rex Megatrons. Yeah. Like classic and the new style. And it's like, take your pick. Which one do you want? I, I feel bad for parents that don't know which one to get their kids. I've looked at that classic one several times because I never had any of the Beast Wars. Like, I was fully out of Transformers by the time Beast Wars came along. Um, I did watch the cartoon a bit, but didn't buy any of the toys. Having seen the toys now in person, uh, I really kind of missed out, I feel like, because they looked they looked pretty cool. So Yeah, I, I I'm, I'm trigger, in that same boat. They look nice. I actually had a few... Um, I got on board. I watched the show from beginning to end because it was on before I go to school mm. in the morning, um, like in syndication. I picked up some of the Transmetals and Transmetal 2 figures of uh, Cheetor, where he was like the transmutation Cheetor. Yeah. Uh, where he was like a hunched over werecat because I thought it looked really awesome. And I did the same thing for Dinobot, where he's a skeleton Dinobot. Um really cool figures and i played with a, a bunch because of my roommate doug um but like tarantulas is great uh the like secondary versions of characters that got killed but they kept making toy swarms so like pterosaur um inferno their further toys are all pretty cool i don't think they'll get re-released but um if they want to go crazy they should re-release the tanuki from uh japan which is the only transformer of testicles <laughs> I would buy it on that alone. Have you guys ever seen that? No. I'm so, looking it up now. It's hilarious because it's a regular transformer, but in its beast mode, it's got like two knee joints that kind of fold up into the body and they sit at the base of the Tanuki, so it's balls. It's hilarious. That's kind of like the new rat trap. Um the the modern one that came out with Kingdom when you transform him the where his fists kind of sit, if you turn him around and lift his tail up, it looks like he's got balls. Yeah. Make yeah. Yep. He's got balls. Do you, do you confirm what I am saying, Josh? 
I'm I'm looking it up, but I I also just got sent something else real quick, so I'm looking at that. Tanuki Beast Wars. Let me take a quick look. No, that's gross furry porn. <laughs> Not, don't do Beast Stars. Beast Wars. It's probably a different name in Japan. That's why I'm not finding it. There it is. He he's also a watch. His name is Heinrad. So let me. <laughs> God, there are some really funny pictures. <laughs> oh dear uh, God. Here, I'll send. Oh a link. dear God. Why? Why not? Why? <laughs> oh, oh, Mike. Are you looking at this, too? Hold on, I'm sending it to him. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet. Josh, don't be a prude. I am... I, I got... I, I got... I am the one that bought Mike a toilet transformer, okay? <laughs> this is true, and I love that figure. Uh, I am <laughs> far from a prude, but... <laughs> He's but got... this is... Giant balls. That's just funny. Tanuki balls. <laughs> if you wow. just do a Google image search, there's all kinds of weird shit. <laughs> Look, I've said it before and I'll say it again. Furries, there's something wrong with you. I am sorry. I, I do not apologize. You guys are just disturbing disturbing people yeah i'm just you gonna know, <laughs> you know i i've said it I, I again i've said the same thing before well i might not have a any personal bias against them uh it's it's gotta be a sign when you're when when you know you do a con and it gets rained on with fire <laughs> all right i am gonna send there's a picture in this link i just send you guys for Beast Wars fandom, that's hilarious. It clearly nobody had bothered to double check in the gallery of an, att- an attack Tanuki. <laughs> it's just <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> See now. <laughs> I'm sure I've mentioned this before on the show, but like again, I, hey, I'm not I'm not here to kink shame anyone. You do your thing, but furries at conventions love to ask artists if they will draw their furry persona, and it's always in some kind of pornographic manner. And I turned down very few commissions. I have yet to accept one of those. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I, that's I just a no. can't. I can't. I'm sorry. I can't. Uh, and, and I every once in a while, someone will find me on Instagram and be like, hey, do, do you take commissions? And I'm like, yeah, what are you looking for? And they'll talk about their furry persona. I'm like, yeah, no, sorry. I'm 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 pretty busy at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need money. Yeah, exactly. I like being poor. Go away. I, I don't want to draw fox cock. You know, it's 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 good. Yeah, it's all good. Um, so that's the news. You know, what better way to end the news segment than with transformer testicles? So <laughs> you're welcome, everybody. Um, 
if you guys thought Mr. Woodchuck, what is the puppet's name? I always forget. Um, Chucky, Woodchucky. That's a good question. Mr. Beaver. Well, if you thought Uncle Joey was creepy, just uh, just think of TGIF. Who is the one character that you're like, good God, no, I don't want to see them nude. Oh, God, Urkel. No. (laughs) Orson Urkel. That's right. Bronson Pinchot. Oh, no. Oh. Cousin cousin Belky. God, I was going to say Uncle Phil. (laughs) Hey, you, no, Uncle Phil, that was a different channel, first of all. Yeah. And you're thinking you leave, of the cop from Die Hard. You leave, yeah, that's Reginald B. Johnson. Yes. And he's a saint. And you leave the voice of Shredder out of this. <laughs> nope. It's, yeah, and Reginald B. Johnson makes many cameos in the Invincible cartoon. And it's awesome. No, oh, this is right. Cousin Belky. Creepy ass Cousin Belky. Oh, Belky by Takamus. Yes. From Mipos. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that was the Alan Armstrong, uh, right? Alan Meepos, I think. I have yep. no idea. Yeah, because I always thought it sounded like Meeples, and it just cracked me up. A whole entire t- television series based on Bronson Pinchot's from Greece, and he's funny. Ha 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 ha. Oh God. Well, guess what? He did pornography. And you know what? Oh God. I don't care. This is my Christmas present to you, the fans. To listen to the horrible sounds of Cousin Belky with some unknown woman. Apparently, it's the same person that was in the Uncle Joey sex tape. I'm not sure who he's. It's an Uncle Joey again. They're just watching Uncle Joey. I don't know. (laughs) I'm not sure. But uh, have a listen. You know, get a nice bowl of Cheez-Its. Have a little snack. And uh, we'll be right back. Does he not know who I am? It is I, it is Cousin Belky, but Oh, we should do so many lovely, sexy things together. We're going to do things with my placid penis inside you. It's going to be placid just like Cousin Larry likes it. And then we're going to go and we're going to get some potted meats. I will feed them all to you. I will feed them to you and I will cover your bodies in Greek yogurts. And then after we both ejaculate, we shall do the happy dance of joy together and we shall do a dance together. And then, oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) He sounded like he died at the end. That was the live chicken. (laughs) (laughs) So, if you guys aren't aware, sometimes I just think up the dumbest, craziest, sickest thing possible, and I throw it at Josh to see what he can do with it. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So... Everybody, I didn't mention this in the news, but it's kind of big news in the toy world. Hasbro, in its infinite wisdom, had a bunch of Hasbro Pulse Kickstarters in December around Christmas with the hopes that they were all going to succeed. It had the Sky Striker Jet for G.I. Joe, the Proton Pack, 
and the Rancor monster. And last month, they had Galactus. So all of their major properties had a massive Kickstarter item. They all made it, except for the Rancor monster. That came close, but failed. And it was a wild ride. If you watched the up and down of the count, people were dropping off within like the last hour or two because they got cold feet. Or as a statement to Hasbro, nobody's quite sure. They came 500 uh, buys short uh, to hit their initial goal of making the Rancor. So I wanted to talk to you guys what you think they could have changed to make the Rancor work. Because of the three items that they did in December, the Proton Pack without a wand, the Sky Striker Jet, and the Rancor Monster. The Rancor Monster seems to me to be the one that was a, a home run. And that's the one that failed. So where do you think it went wrong? Where do I begin? <laughs> <clears throat> First off, they waited too long from the leak uh, to announce it officially. Yep. Uh, especially considering when they did officially announce it, they only showed the renders. Yeah, uh, I think that was another big mistake, only showing the renders upon announcement, considering how soon after they showed the painted prototype. It was it was basically it it sort of baffles me the way Hasbro was just like, oh, yeah, we hear you. You want to see the painted prototype? Here it is. We didn't know you'd want to see that. Like, what? Yeah. What? Uh all of the, the tier bonuses were all wrong. Nobody wants another Luke. No. Nobody wants Salacious Crumb with the Rancor monster. No. They they want uh they want Ula, they want a Gamorrean guard. They want the Rancor Keeper. Yeah. Yep. Like it's that easy. Give us a Rancor. And then there's no need for the price point. There's no need for the price point, especially when you look at the amazing-looking giant dinosaurs Mattel is putting out for the Jurassic Park line. Agreed. I agree. And this, I'm, to me, was like the fans were telling Hasbro, we know what you're doing. You're taking advantage of us. Fuck you. Yeah. Well, and on top of that, like, the, the whole thing with you mentioned the Mattel dinosaurs, it's the friggin' Rancor at that size. Why couldn't it eat figures? There's no reason that they couldn't have made that a feature. Yeah. Yep. You know, like, yeah, oh, you look, you can put the Gamorrean guard in his mouth, like, and he can fit half of him in there, like, nom, nom, nom. But just make the jaw a little bit wider, have a hollow stomach. Do, you know, you have a, that feature in tons of Mattel dinosaurs. And hell, Star Wars has even done it with the Rancor in a couple versions. So it's like, give us that feature. There were so many options that they could have made this thing better. But, meh. You know, there was a lot of problems. I think that there were people who were buying this to flip it. And mm -hmm. then when it kind of seemed like there was much return on their investment, they backed out of it. Because they were expecting, again, I think the biggest problem, other than the disrespect to the fans, was the, the tier pack-ins were horrible. Yeah. The Grimori Guard, Ula... And the Rancor Keeper. It makes so much and sense. The fact I would that, maybe a Luke. I could exceed Luke. But you know Well, the fact that the the fact that the packins consisted of 
uh, what, what was it? Bones, Luke, uh, was there a Gamorrean guard? Yes. So it was all stuff that existed already with the exception of the bones. But on... Bones, Luke, Gamorrean guard, Salacious Crumb. And then after the fact, they were just like, we hear you. You want the Rancor Keeper. Wait, wait. You're telling me that the design team for Star Wars at Hasbro didn't think the big ticket, high priced Rancor should include the Rancor Keeper? Its name is the Rancor Keeper. You need a new Star Wars design team. Yeah. It's time <laughs> to get rid of these guys. Yes. Yeah. Because they're so fucking oblivious to the obvious. It's like Pinky without the brain. Yeah. You need them both. Even though Rancor Keeper does nothing except for cry, in fans' minds, they're they're inseparable. Well, You plus, can't have one without the other. Most of us that grew up with the Kenner line, if we had the Rancor, chances are you had that Rancor Keeper figure. I know I did. Yep. Yeah. And you had and a lot of fun with them. Yeah. And let's be real. They could really, like... I guarantee you, if they just went with, like, even at the same price point, if the tiers were literally uh, Rancor, Ula, Rancor Keeper, or, uh, sorry, uh, Gamorrean, Ula, Rancor Keeper. Right. And then that last unlock tier was, like, half of a Rancor screaming head for Ula, crying head for Rancor Creeper. Yeah. People would have thrown money at it. People would have, th- they would have made that last goal, no question, j- just so people could have the crying Rancor Keeper head. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And I feel like if they wanted to use, like, even even without that, like, because, again, those are all great, but, you know, they're, they wanted to clearly reuse stuff that already existed to save money on their end. Even if they wanted to do that, have those be, like, the late tiers, have those be the tears. It's like, okay, everyone already backed this. They're getting what they want. They're getting the things they asked for. And then last minute be like, ah, oh, here's another Luke. Okay, fine. Yay. I'm getting a Luke because we hit that goal. But you up front, you're going to get the three main figures that you want as pack ends. Just this whole idea of making like dangling it like the carrot on a stick at the very end. Just, I don't know. That didn't sit right with me. Too little, too late. And there's nothing. They had to do something new with that Luke. Because yeah. Jedi Luke has been made to death, and you can't just give him a bone as an accessory. <laughs> exactly. Like, they really needed to give him, like, some nice lightsaber effects, something. I don't know what's left other than giving us, like, an actual Mark Hamill, you know, like, what they can do with and Luke. Here's here is my question for my other question for Hasbro and this terrible, terrible, terrible design team they have right now for Star Wars. Why are the pegs not full of Jedi Knight Luke from the Mandalorian? Mm-hmm. Why? You've had a whole year. A whole year. And the only companies that have handled it are like the high end companies. Yep. That being said, if you haven't seen the SH Figure Arts Mandalorian Luke Skywalker, it might be one of the best Luke Skywalker figures that has been produced. I don't yes. know if it's officially out yet, but it looks amazing. You know, the Josh, you had said something to me a while ago that I completely agree with 
that it might be time for Hasbro to to give up that license because I really think it is. I feel like yeah, I feel like Star Wars is stagnating with them. They're focused, you know, they 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 pretty much only focus on collectors for Star Wars, and they're just pumping out the same crap. And collectors are getting sick of it. And as far as like the the kids lines, quote unquote, like they're just dropping the ball at every turn. You know, they they, yeah, they really had are. A, they haven't had a good kids line with Star Wars in forever. And that's one of the things that really bothers me about the way that Hasbro has been handling this is if you look at when it, when Star Wars first came back, like its initial relaunch in the 90s, it wasn't aimed at collectors. It was aimed at being toys for kids that collectors enjoyed. And as the line continued to grow, they still made sure they were toys first. But, oh, look, yeah, you can you can take off Vader's helmet in this. So it's a little it's something collectors want to see. But it's a fun toy feature as well. You know, now it's like, oh, we're aiming at collectors. But kids toys can only have five points of articulation and like rubber accessories. You know, why can't the line cater to both parties? You know, the way something like Masters of the Universe Origins does. You know, or even yeah. He-Man and the Masters. There's no reason they can't just release a toy line that is fun to play with and still looks cool. I don't get it. I think I think it's just, and I I know Mike, you're in the same boat with GI Joe, but I just think it's a damn shame that I spent so long, uh, in so so much of my life collecting Star Wars toys, mm-hmm. only to suddenly feel. <clears throat> excuse me, it, essentially like thrown aside by Hasbro when they were initially like, oh yeah, by the way, we're going six inch, three and three fourth inches going away. And it yep. did for a while. Yep. And since it's come back, there's there's been some things that I've bought, <clears throat> but there's nothing that I've genuinely been like, that's amazing. I've got to have that. Yeah. You and know, even the things, really sucks. E- even the things I've bought have basically just been like, yeah, I love that character. I want that toy. Yeah. Do you guys think that COVID has something to do with this year? Because walk down the toy aisle in Target and Walmart, there's nothing. There's more Landel Calrissians than there is the Mandalorian. I'm I'm sure it makes COVID... no sense that there is zero merch. Well, other than a few random figures. I mean, yeah, I'm sure COVID has had a huge impact on like shipping, um, even on producing, like on the on the production end of things. I'm sure there has been an effect, but this honestly stretches out before COVID even hit. Oh yeah. Like if you go back to like even 2018, like there should have been okay, hell, you know what? Let's go back further. Let's go back to when uh, uh the Force Awakens came out. Hasbro really dropped the ball with that. Like, yes, they had some cool stuff. Uh, the the little uh, Sphero BB-8 is amazing. You know, um, the, some of the Black Series from The Force Awakens were really nice. But again, for someone like me who had no interest in six-inch figures, I would look at them, I'm like, I'm not going to buy that. And all the three and three-fourth inch were back to the five points. They They had rubbery accessories that, you know, they just didn't feel like star wars like it just it didn't feel right 
And then, like, all of the vehicles had giant Nerf blasters stuck in them. Yeah. "Ah," No. You know, you're going to pay $130 for a tiny Millennium Falcon that splits open and fires Nerf rockets. You can't even put the, you can't put guys inside that Millennium Falcon. Yeah. It's the worst. I'm, I'm still angry about the fact that it's been how long since The Force Awakens came out? And the only three and three-fourth inch Maz figure we've gotten was in a multi-pack with limited articulation. Yep. You know, I'm still mad that Maz Katana turned out to be nothing. Yeah. Yep. Because they messed up the movie so we, bad. I was say we could really pick apart that trilogy, but, you know. <laughs> uh, but but I the, the toys, I feel like all three movies... Well, hell, even beyond that, Rogue One and and the Solo movie, I feel like they just Hasbro had this golden opportunity for like, hey, a new wave of Star Wars. We've been recycling like, hey, here's another Luke. Here's another Vader. For years, they'd been doing that. And now it's like you have this entire new wave of Star Wars stuff to build on. And they were just, hey, you want some t- two packs and, and the figures are going to fall apart. And here's a giant rocket launcher that goes on top of the figure. Ooh, it fires. You know, it's like it was all garbage. Yeah, I gen- genuinely feel like. Well, Rogue One, at least the the other movies. They have, have their own problems uh, as much as I love them. They all have their problems. But. Yeah. uh Rogue One specifically, I feel like, was a case where they made a huge mistake by delaying some of the characters from assortments. Yeah. How long after the movie came out was it until we got the... um, I'm blanking on their names. Um, Bays Bays and Shuret. Right. Uh, the the duo. Like, how long was it between oh, the movie yeah. coming out and us actually getting figures of those characters? Way too long. Especially we, considering they were the characters that everyone gravitated towards. We just got a Bodhi figure. <clears throat> right. Yeah. Five years later. Well, but I mean, like, if you look at the, the Rogue One toys in particular, they did the vintage collection. Um, was it like that? The weird little tank looking thing that had the canisters on it. Um, the one that was yeah. in the, the middle of town that they, they yeah. ended up fighting against. Yeah. That is a gorgeous vehicle for three and three fourth inch. It's got plenty of detail, like moving, moving parts. It's got little accessories to come off of it. It is a beautiful toy, overly priced. And it's one of those things where it's like Hasbro was like, here's the, the crappy versions that nobody wants. And then several years later, hey, here's this really nice piece from this movie but you don't have any cool figures to go with it. It's like, yeah. Yep. What? <laughs> like, so like, cause I almost bought it twice. Cause I saw it on clearance on big bad toy store two different times. It was down to like 42 bucks and I almost pulled the trigger just cause it's a really cool sci-fi, you know, three and three fourth inch vehicle. But again, I want, I want good stormtroopers to go with that. And I'm like, eh, they're garbage. So <laughs> I don't so, know. It just really me. to sum things up, there needs to be a management change in the Star Wars toy department. 
Yeah, yeah they could change yes. and go to another company. I just I'm not sure where they would go. Um, Mattel. Honestly, Jazz, I feel like Jazzwares. Jazzwares. Yeah, yeah, I feel like Jazzwares would crush it. But who else? Who else is doing affordable in scale vehicles for the three and three fourth inch lines? Right. I think that's what it comes down to. If you look at those Fortnite vehicles, they're damn nice. Like I was shocked by how nice and solid they feel. Like yeah. I, I I picked up the little uh, the the race car the other day. Like I didn't buy it, but I was you know looking at it in the store, and I'm like, this is a really nice three and three fourth inch vehicle. Like I haven't seen shit like this since the '80s. So, and yeah. just like yeah, I know it's it's just basic, but that sphere vehicle. Yeah. It's a it's a radio controlled sphere vehicle that comes with a three and three fourth inch figure for thirty dollars. Yep. And uh I want to say it was the first year they were doing those figures, they released it was like a little APC style uh vehicle, uh very much like the G.I. Joe ones, but it came with one figure and it was radio controlled and it was awesome and it was about thirty bucks. So Jazzwares has been killing it with with the Fortnite three and three fourth inch stuff. So yeah, I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna personal choice is Jazzwares. Same. Me too. And it's not just because I'm playing with the Fortnite figure right now. <laughs> They're always fun. I always have Fortnite figure on my desk. All right, guys, are you ready for the big discussion of the day in our year end awards for the oh. good, the bad? And the ugly of 2021. Excited? Oh, indeed. So here's what I thought. Here's what I thought we would do. Each category will give our picks for figure of the year, worst figure of the year, line of the year. Mm, Sound fair? Or should we go to each person to give their three? Um. No, no, I, 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 I. Go ahead, Josh. Uh, yeah no no i like the first choice yeah all right i'm gonna start with worst figure of the year because i have a feeling that we're all in agreement on which one that is um i'll just throw mine out there i think this is the absolute worst figure that was offered to us in the year 2021 and that is neca's rj mccready <laughs> Congratulations, NECA. Hear me clapping. <laughs> that figure should have not been released. It is absolute garbage. Yeah. Um, that's definitely one I didn't purchase. And yeah, that there's a reason for that. As much as I love the thing that I, I'm I'm sorry, it was Kenny Loggins. Like that's it, I'm not... Yep. <laughs> Yeah, no. I fuck that toy. Fuck that toy as hard as Space Jam 2. <laughs> a special runner up goes to the 12 inch LeBron James that everybody steals his head. <laughs> the, the missing head LeBron James. <laughs> yes. So I will call that uh, public decapitation LeBron James. The public has spoken about their opinions on Space Jam 2. By ripping LeBron James's head off over and over and over and over. Um, real quick, I hate to do this, but can we pause for like 30 seconds? Jess needs my help with something. Sure. I'll be right back. 
I can't wait for Space Jam 3. Space Jam in hell. <laughs> the final Space Jam. Caleb <laughs> so, uh, got of his head stuck in the oven again. All of the all of the tunes in LeBron have been sent to hell for meddling with the WB universe. They've all been been executed for the poor box office performance of Space are, Jam 2. Are the Animaniacs so hands-off that they could make fun of Space Jam? Or you, you know, think I think they probably could. I think they probably could. I'd like to see Um. Yeah, yeah, I would, I would pay a lot of money to see that. <laughs> oh, oh, Space Jam 2. What is the, the, I have a theme song in my head. Shit, what is that movie? Okay, I'm back. It's a space jam. Alright, what will come to me later. Um, We were talking about the uh, the plot of uh, Space Jam 3, Space Jam in Hell. Yes. (laughs) Oh, the Hellraiser crossover, got it. (laughs) Alright, wait, like maybe you... What do you guys imagine this song where it goes? It's the Space Jam. Watch out! What the fuck is that song from? Spaceballs. Yes, Spaceballs. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I was gonna All say. Right. Wait a second. I know those too, but yeah, Spaceballs definitely. Okay, Josh, what is your worst figure of the year? You know, um, even though it's, I'm I'm gonna nominate something that's technically more of a vehicle than a figure. Okay. Uh but I have a lot of hate for it. Uh, I'm going to nominate the Hyatt Toys Power Loader. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, a toy uh, specifically because if it if it has that much articulation, all of the articulation should be functional. It shouldn't snap repeatedly upon opening the toy. Uh, I don't think I've had any other toy break as many times in such a short time span from when I opened it to when I angrily chucked it back in the box to go, nope, you're going back. I actually hated it so much I returned it. Hiya Toys, I want to give you worst company of the year. Your product is such a problem. And I was just looking at those Judge Dredd figures online, and it's like, it makes me angry that their quality is so damn abysmal. Because the the figures that they're making, like, they look gorgeous. Yeah. And it's like, damn, I want to like these. I want to buy them, but I can't because you're garbage. <laughs> it's, it sucks. Yep. Um, Mike, who would your worst figure of the year be? I'm actually having a hard time with this because I'm trying to think of something I bought that I'm super disappointed with. But, you you know, if it was horrible, you wouldn't buy it. True, true. But, you You know, I mean, have honorable mentions Um, (laughs) for me. I know you guys are big fans of it, but the junk bots just didn't do it for me. Like they fell apart constantly. Oh, the little. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I love the concept behind those, but yes, they're not very like mine. Mine mostly fell apart. I have one on yeah. my desk that stays together. He's a little weird skull wearing the box for the head. Um, Great that, concept, poor execution. Yes, yes. exactly. Um, 
Hmm. Trying to think of you know, okay. Yeah, you know, I I mean NECA has consistently pissed me off. While I love their their TMNT figures, there's a reason I stopped buying most of them. That's because the Baxter and Splinter 2 pack that I got at the start of the year. It was like I want to say god January 2021 that I got that. Um as soon as I took them out of the package, Baxter fell apart. And with how hard they are to find, like, I never returned him. I just basically popped him back together and put him back in the package and, and displayed it in the box. Because the figure is just, unfortunately, does not stay together for me, and I don't want to glue him together. I wanted to mention Krang for being towing the line between perfect and complete garbage because of the matte paint. It's oh, like a chalkboard. Yes. Which which apparently is the issue with uh, Wingnut and Screwloose as well. Of the paint transfer or falling apart? The the paint. Yeah, it's not it, good. If and you I watch w- the if you watch the Pixel Dan review, you can see the paint flake flaking off as he moves them. Yeah. Oh. See, and that that's the thing. Like I want to to I don't want to give it worst figure of the year. Because it is a great looking figure, but I'm sorry, it, it does one of the, one of the things that a toy should be able to do move, <laughs> and it did not do that. It fell apart the moment I tried to pose it. So, yeah, I'm gonna say that that was probably my biggest disappointment. So, yeah, worst figure. All right, I am gonna jump to toy line of the year. Uh, I'm gonna bounce around who goes first, who goes last, things like that. But Josh. You're up. You know, who is your toy line of the year? This is uh, we might we uh, we might have a a unanimous on this one. I'm giving it to the Jazzwares three and three fourth inch Fortnite. Okay. Um, as far as toyetic goes, I don't think there's any better entry. Uh, well, there are a lot of well, there are a lot of dream toy lines and toy f- like specific f- figures and characters that have come out throughout the year uh, that have definitely been exciting. Like Mutagen Man is amazing, but it's also so many of those are also things that I grew up with, and I can't base it entirely on like, oh my god, I loved this toy as a kid. I loved this toy line as a kid. This is the best thing ever. So I'm going to give it to Fortnite for being a new property that has hit the market by storm and has been able to consistently sell toys to both fans of the game and non-fans of the game since they've started producing toys. Yeah. Yep, I agree. Plus, all of the... I, I genuinely feel like all of the figures they've released in that three and three fourths inch scale, even the more ridiculous ones, uh, can look right at home in any three and three fourths inch figure line, and that's amazing. Yes. Yep. Um, Mike, what is your figure line of the year? Well, I'm kind of going to piggyback on what Josh said. As much as I love the three and three fourth inch figure line, and I totally agree, like with everything he said, and I have way more of them than these. 
I'm going to give it to the, the Hasbro Victory Royale Fortnite series. Now, in spite of my dislike of the six inch scale, because I have no ties and a pre like a really big previous collection like G.I. Joe and Star Wars um, with Fortnite, I feel like I can just cherry pick and and move between the two lines. It doesn't matter. So the the toyeticness of these figures, like they are very toyetic for six inch figures. I feel like they're not a collector series. I feel like I can pick them up and bash them around. The accessories are fantastic. They all look really cool. Like I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the gas mask guy. I always forget his name. Uh, Chaos uh, Agent. Chaos Agent. Yeah. Thank you. I'm looking at him right now, and he just he looks fantastic on a shelf. He's super poseable, super playable. The and and again, now that I'm getting the classified series, like hey, I'm I'm I've been having them fight. So it's like I really like that line and i can't wait to see what they do going forward hell i even like the giant shark they made like it's just a big hunk of plastic that you can rip in half and store accessories in the shark is so it really is but it's like but i agree the the three and three fourth inch line i think is the stronger of the two lines if you compare them side by side but just to pick a line that really impressed me that that uh, Hasbro Victory Royale series really impressed the hell out of me. All right. I agree with both of you guys on those picks. Because, yes, you can cherry pick. You have no ties to any of these characters. Literally, you can make up the story for every guy that you buy. Yep. Of, like, this is this guy. This is his crazy world. Um, and as much as I love the Fortnite stuff, and I have zero complaints about both of them, my figure line of the year is Final Faction from yeah. Dollar Tree. The sheer fact that these are a dollar, a dollar twenty-five now. If you want to split hairs, you get a guy, you get accessories. There's zero complaints, and I love the fact that I can go to any Dollar Tree and get Final Faction toys. An amazing toy line. The second assortment just came out. You've got great space aliens and you've got great heroes with awesome guns that you can buy expansions to clip on armor, sniper rifles, jetpacks. There's a robot chihuahua. I mean, for the price, you don't get a better value. And literally, I have this compulsion to me that sometimes I just need a toy to fiddle with. And I need a new toy to fiddle with. Just go to Dollar General. Oh, yeah. Dollar, Dollar Tree. Dollar Tree, yeah. Go to Dollar Tree and just get a space monster. And you can't go wrong with any of them. No, they're all no. great. There's literally something fun about every single character. Um, and I love it. So that's my toy line of the year, but really they're all interchangeable. I think you can make the argument that each of these are great toy lines. Um, are you guys ready for your year-end picks? I think so. Or figure of the year i'll start this then my figure of the year is something i waited a long long time for and it didn't disappoint in the mezco 112 collective conan the barbarian frank rosetta my first 112 collective figure and it is beautiful like i pick it up and just stare at it and fiddle with it i love it so much my only complaint is that it took so long to get in my hands. That's it. 
That is yeah. my only complaint. Um, it's an amazing toy. I wish that it was easily to find, you know, readily available. I could just go to the store and get a Conan in the scale all the time. But they hit a home run to me, and it's a perfect representation in my mind of what Conan looks like as a huge Conan fan who has read all the short fiction and mountains and mountains of Conan comic books. Uh, I'm so happy that this exists. Uh, let's move to Mike. What is your figure of the year? Um, One that really surprised me. It was something that I didn't, I almost didn't even plan on picking up. Uh, but nostalgia got the better of me. It's a figure that I wanted very much as a child and never got, but the Studio Series 86 Grimlock. I never had Grimlock as a kid, always wanted him. Um, never bought any other version of Grimlock. But when I finally saw the, the figure in stores and I had him, had him in hand, I couldn't put him down. Once I purchased him and got him out of package and saw how easy he transforms, it quickly became one of my favorite Transformer figures that I own. He's very toyetic. Like, I, again, every time I, I, I look at him, I want to pick him up and play with him. Um, the transformation is super simple and looks fantastic. It's cartoon accurate. Like, everything I want in a Transformer figure, it has. You know, I know there's a lot of complaints about, you know, this detail isn't right and that detail isn't right. To me, he's perfect. Like, it's it's a gorgeous figure. My only complaint is I wish he had a sword. <laughs> so. Yeah, but, it, I feel like Grimlock needs a sword. I did remedy that because I, I have uh, the, I think it was Generations Swoop. I can't remember which swoop it was. Um, but he came with a, you know, the red plastic sword that the old Dinobots used to have. So yep. I just put that in his hand. But yeah, I love him. Like I, I think it's a fantastic figure. I, honestly, the whole Studio Series eighty six line is great. Uh, the the only one that I complain really at all about is I suck at Hot Rod's transformation. <laughs> but like the figure is fantastic in both modes. I'm just terrible at the transformation. All of the other figures that I have from that line are are beautiful, but uh, Grimlock is definitely my favorite. You know, it's funny. I'm I'm also well. It's not Grimlock. I am also going with a Studio Series '86 entry. Oh, uh, I am going with Rekgar. I almost did. <laughs> uh, he he is a more recent one. Uh, so while I haven't necessarily had enough uh, as much time to play with him as other toys that I've had for a good chunk of the year, he he for those same reasons, like he's just the right mix of satisfying yet really easy. Mm -hmm. I don't have to think about transforming him, which uh, just the other day, like on on a whim, I picked him up whom I hadn't transformed in uh, at least a week. And it, it just wasn't even a question. It was just like, yep, this goes here, this goes here, this goes here, he's done. That's awesome. Uh, and I did not have the same experience with uh, Kingdom Rodimus when I when I picked him up. Yeah. Just, just as a comparison, and Kingdom Rodimus is both newer and uh, I have transformed him more recently, so that it says a lot about him mm -hmm. 
And uh, I do have the other versions of Rekgar. I think the only one I've never actually owned is the vintage one, but I have handled him. I've handled him. <laughs> You've handled his junk bot. Ooh, he's got such a nice <laughs> junk bot. Uh, this is, I don't think we're getting a more perfect Rekgar than this. Yeah, I would agree. It's, I, I, I've, again, I've never had any other Rekgar, but this one, I almost picked him for the same reason that he's just a wonderful figure and easy to transform. Like, it's not, I shouldn't say easy, it's not simplistic, but it's easy enough where even if you haven't done it in a while, it's, it's intuitive. You know, yeah. you, you start transforming and you're like, oh, this obviously bends here and blah, blah, blah. So it's very easy to 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 change him back and forth. And I, and I love that. That's what I look for in a Transformer. If I can and just I, pick it up and do that, I'm happy. And I love that other uh, the other Transformers can ride on him and not look at all awkward. Yeah, that too. Like, he, they look like they should be riding him as a motorcycle. Yep. Josh, are you going to get the Super 7 Wrecker? Uh, no. It seems weird to me that they're not Transformers. They're Transformers, I, but I mean, they don't transform. So far, the only the only Transformers that have really sort of intrigued me are Bludgeon. Uh, just because I love that design, even if he's, you know, he was a pretender, so... You can kind of be a Super 7. Uh, yeah, so I'll cut him a little bit of slack. And the ridiculous... Uh, Optimus Prime Alligator. Yes. <laughs> that is pretty cool. I, uh, I actually did pre-order Bludgeon just because, you know, he's a cool-looking figure. Yeah, like, the the only ones I can justify from the Super 7 line are the ones that wouldn't necessarily transform anyway. So, I, I, other than that, I just can't do a Transformer that doesn't transform. I I have uh from the red series I have Soundwave, Megatron and Optimus and they are really nice figures but yeah it does feel weird that you can't transform them um that being said Megatron and Soundwave in particular are really fun to play with so <laughs> yeah I just I I personally speaking I I feel like if I'm going to get another Megatron or Soundwave, then it's going to be because they have a better transformation, not because they don't transform. Yeah. But yep. that's, again, that's just me. Also, uh, again, personally speaking, I haven't ever seen any in person that have had decent enough paint for me to be like, okay, I'll grab that. Uh, every time I've seen them, the paint has been super, super sloppy. Oh, that sucks. Uh, yeah, I've never I've never seen any of them with clean paint to this day. I'm with Josh. They all have lucky. paint masking issues. Um, so this is kind of our unofficial year-end awards. I have an honorable mention that I couldn't decide between Conan and this toy, but equally amazing in the Super 7 Mutagen Man. Yeah. Yeah, that's um, a great figure. An amazing figure that... I really would put up there if I hadn't waited so long and finally got Conan and have it deliver as well as it did. Um, figures people might have been expecting would be like the Sentinel, but it had too many problems. 
um, for me to kind of give it the thumbs up as like the greatest thing ever. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot that I can kind of say this is the worst figure or this is the greatest line of the year, like classified. Um, I wanted to give it to them, but they didn't really pump out enough product. I felt like there was at least two assortments of figures that kind of there wasn't a steady flow of merchandise for me to really give them that like you guys are firing on all cylinders here's the greatest line of the year um because they're just really trickling out with the figures um i feel like origins did a really great job pumping out the figures but they were hard to find yeah yeah another another mention of like they're great you can't find them sorry origins yep because they just can't fix that he-man skeletor clogging the pegs problem um and there was some, like, I can't justify the price on some of the deluxes. Like, no, Clamp Champ doesn't need to be that price. Yeah, I agree. I'm sorry. I guess maybe Ram Man because he's bigger. But, like, you're reaching on some of these. And you need to stop. Um, I, I think the only reason I didn't give it to uh, Mutagen Man for my my pick of the year is because when it comes right down to it, I love Mutagen Man and I love the vintage Mutagen Man so freaking much that I had to deduct a slight point or probably half point for the fact that he doesn't come with two tubes. Yes, that's a great point. Another problem is that you can't walk into a store and grab Mutagen Man. Yes. Yeah. Not not that you can't walk into a store and grab Conan. You can't. Um, but the price and the fact that they're made to order collector items. I think if you could walk into Target right now and grab this Mutagen Man, he'd be a winner. Yeah. But I, one, one honorable mention I want to give is uh, the McFarlane Violator that came yes, out. Yes, yes. Um, um, because not only is he a great-looking figure... And I mean, it's hefty as hell. Like, like I said, when I, when I first got, it, you could freaking kill a man if you threw it at him. Um, but it, it doesn't, unlike old school McFarlane, it doesn't feel fragile, you know? Yeah. And it's, that's one thing I'm really enjoying about what I've picked up from modern McFarlane. None of the toys that I have by him feel fragile like the old ones did. So like the ones that I play with all the time, Violator, and the flayed one from the Warhammer uh, 40k, like I move those guys around all the time and have them like, you know, fighting other figures and I never feel like they're going to break on me. But that violator just impressed the hell out of me, especially for the price point. I wanted to give it to the spawn figure, mm-hmm. the Kickstarter spawn. Oh, the thing is gorgeous, beautiful figure. But he's got like a wonky sculpt in that his torso is twisted and there's no articulation on the torso. Yeah. And his neck is at a weird angle. So he's not as McFarlane likes to do, he sculpts first, he does articulation after the fact. He's got some of his poses don't look natural the way the articulation is cut. Yep. I mean, you can do a lot with him, don't get me wrong, but that held him back for me. Um, but the presentation of the figure itself is just bonkers it's a beautiful toy and the other yeah. thing that bugs me is that you don't get all three heads with the figure he because it's mcfarlane had to milk you and each figure comes with a different profile 
So if you want hamburger head spawn, it's not like he's packed in and this is the complete spawn figure. You got to buy three figures. Yeah. To get everything. Um, the same thing goes through their uh, Mortal Kombat spawn, which is another great spawn. You got to buy a dozen different spawn figures to get every weapon. Mm-hmm. Every effect. <laughs> so annoying. Um, so dumb. Check Walmart.com if you want the blue and silver one. He's on clearance. Um, great figure, but it's like, Todd, stop being Todd. Yeah. And just give us the option to get everything in one package so we don't have to keep playing this game. Um, I think next year, if Todd keeps going the way he's going, he's going to be winning some prizes. Oh, yeah. Some imaginary trophies of kind of like reclaiming his throne. Another honorable, two honorable mentions that I just remembered. NECA's New Blood Jason. See, I almost gave it that, but but I guess for for me, uh, my criteria for this is, is has to, it has to be something I want to like actually pose around and not worry about it breaking. And while I know that one does feel very sturdy, same with the Puppet Master figures, um, it still feels like this is something I'm supposed to pose and set on a shelf. And I want to be able to like pick it up whenever I want to and play with it. Yeah, I've already broken an accessory. Yeah, see, that's so, that's what I'm saying. Like, it just feels breakable. Which yep. McFarlane, not McFarlane, NECA, do better. Yeah. Uh, and also the Puppet Master stuff. Um, broke some accessories. Amazing figures. Yep. And Blade in particular is a standout as, like, they really got it right. Um, but the plastic is just, like, they got to get you different plastic for this accessories. The thinner the plastic the stronger the plastic and they don't do it. They go cheap and they break. Yeah. And I see stuff from them and it's like, Oh, there's a handle on that. It's going to break. Yeah. Do better. That's honestly why I scaled back on my NECA. I, I mean, I kind of stopped buying a lot of their stuff. I've seen, I wanted Ghostface. I've seen him multiple times now and I haven't pulled the trigger. Uh, mm. same thing with wing nut and screw loose. And, um, ground chuck and dirt bag like i've seen them i've had plenty of chances and i just haven't pulled the trigger because i feel like i'm gonna drop money on this like 50 dollar figure figure set and take them out of the package and go to set them up and pose them and something's gonna break like with with chrome dome i love that figure he's gorgeous but i once i got the gun in his hand it's never coming out because it was a chore to get that gun in there i was like screw that um my muck man you know, I took him out of the package, looked at him once and put him right back in the package. Like I keep him in there because I'm afraid anything's going to break or I'm afraid everything's going to break on him. You know, so it just that to me isn't a, what collecting is about. You know, I want to be able to, like, take the toy out of the package. Now, the Toonie Terrors. Um, oh, that's something I forgot to mention that I got this week. I got uh, Captain Blake and uh, Harry Warden from the Toonie Terrors. Um those I, I love. NECA has consistently done great with those, but the joints are often seized. And yep. I'm terrified to try to like loosen those up because the plastic feels like it can break any second. And my Harry Warden, his one wrist and arm are both seized. Now I heated up the plastic and it still didn't budge. So I'm like, Egh. like the plastic felt like it was bending, but the joint wasn't giving. So I just left it alone. I'm like, nope. I, I found a way I could still pose him where he's holding his uh, his pickaxe. Not the position I wanted to pose him in, but hey, it works, and that's how I'm leaving him. <laughs> so. Yeah, like, 
I love those figures. Mm-hmm. I get them the way I want them, and they don't move. Yep. Like, Side note, I really feel like uh, at some point during a horror movie, I have to casually be like, hey, you want to grab my Harry Warden? <laughs> <laughs> it's seized. <laughs> um, one last... Mike, Mike oh. heated me up and <laughs> one last honorable mention I'll give and the only reason I didn't give this uh, figure of the year for me is because I haven't had it long enough to really to really see if it's going to reach the same levels for me as Grimlock did but that uh, Acid Rain hero figure that I bought um, the little cyborg dude with the brain and the bubble oh uh, yeah this is I'm playing with him right now. Like it is seriously one of the best three and three fourth inch figures that I own. Um, my only complaint is the waist is a uh, a ball joint, and it pops apart really easily. So when trying to get him in certain positions, like he'll pop in half, but he just pops right back together again. So, and I can easily tighten that up with a little dab of super glue. But um, it's it's just such a nice figure, and it's one of those figures that when you look at it, you want to pick it up and play with it. So. Acid Rain, I know they're expensive, but man, they're gorgeous figures. I would, uh, if I had one, I'm guessing I'd probably agree with you. It's something I think like I need to see casually, like when I'm out and about, like yeah. I'm at the comic book store, like, oh, is that Acid Rain? And I would pick it up. But it's not something that yeah. I want to like spend the money and risk getting. Well, that's like the, uh, I think it's uh, Joy Toy is the um, the company. They have all these crazy sci-fi figures in, in uh, three and three-fourth inch and then a little bit smaller. Um, and they're they're releasing Warhammer 40K Space Marines. Oh. And I'm very tempted. But so far, they're only on Big Bad Toy Store for like a pack of four. And I'm like, eh, I'm not dropping over 100 bucks sight unseen. Um, but they have other figures that are like 30 bucks. And I want to say it was Toy Galaxy on youtube i think it's toy galaxy one of the channels that i watch uh was reviewing some of the figures and just kind of gushing about what great three and three fourth inch figures they are so i might pull the trigger and buy one of them just to see if they're anything like acid rain because again they look cool as hell they're like weird sci-fi you know mechs and dudes in armored suits with robotic limbs like it just they look cool I'm excited when you buy them and let me know. <laughs> Will do. And take the, the fall for us. Well, guys, congratulations. Your trophies are in the mail. Um, I want to wrap things up with this horrible, horrible sex tape news in that we have a conclusion to the Cousin Belky Beaver Puppet sex tape. Turns out they're having sex with each other. Uh, oh. So... So, so sorry. Oh, dear. But, you know, if you're one of those people that likes to watch a car accident, maybe you want to listen to this <laughs> to, to kind of hear the sweet, sweet sounds of Dave Goulier and Bronson Pinchot and a puppet, you know, making babies. Um, why don't you guys sit back, relax, and enjoy this horrible joke on you, the fans. We'll be right back. Oh, 
You are showing me all the many different things you can do as a woodchuck. Cousin Larry never lets me show him the things I can do as a cousin. Yeah, yeah, I can show the woodchuck things. I can show you lots of different woodchuck things. Let me show you my Korean corn trick. Just bend over for me. I shall bend over and I shall do the happy dance of joy while I am bent over, which will consist of me holding my butthole open for you, woodchuck man. Yeah, how's your butthole open? I'm going to show you the butthole trick too. It's a clean corn butthole trick. It does all sorts of special things. Oh, yes, it will do all sorts of special things. And then, the, oh, what, who is that coming in the door right now? Is it someone that can... Cousin Larry? Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> Hold my butthole oh. open for you. <laughs> I, I, halfway through, I totally oh. forgot what the other one was. I was like, there was another one. What was it? And then I was just like, it doesn't matter. This is so off the wall. Oh. <laughs> oh. Hold my butthole open. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh. I guess it is the happy. I guess you could call that the happy stretch of joy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could. Oh, lordy, lordy. Turn it forty. Um, all right, guys. I am so so sorry. I promise I'll make it up <laughs> next episode. There will be no cousin Belky spreading his butt cheeks jokes. Um, we shall our- tell you torrid tales. Of elves on shelves watching you and watching your depraved lives as you stare into the void and it stares back at you, knowing all of the horrors you have seen in your lifetime. (laughs) Also, it will make you cocoa. So, arriving in our gift shop as of the drop of this episode, so Thursday night, will be the Warner Herzog on a shelf. That doesn't tell Santa Claus anything. He just silently judges. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we've had some great giveaways this month. We have had two awesome Transformers in Blue Streak and Raconite. I gave you the entire first series of Final Faction. And now this week, I am doing not one, not two, but three Power Rangers false figures. What is the line called? Um, drawing Light, lightning, lightning Collection. Yes, Power Ranger Lightning Collection figures. So not Which only... makes, a, makes a lot more sense than Blood Collection. That's yes. right. Hasbro's all weird with collection titles. But you get the white Dino Ranger figure from Dino Thunder, I think. White Ranger figure. It's not Mighty Morphin. It's one of the other ones. You get a Red Ranger. It's not Mighty Morphin. It's one of the other ones. He's Dinosaur, Dino Thunder, maybe. And you get King Sphinx for them to fight. Not King Sphincter, King Sphinx. <laughs> so you get two good guys and a monster for them to seek, karate fight them and have a blast. They're super posable. King Sphinx kicks butt. And yeah, he's a great figure. And the- listen. Even if you don't want these toys, there is nothing wrong with 
entering the contest just to get King Sphinx stand on your balcony and you pretend you're Rita Repulsa and sort of throw him at someone and be like, ah, fight my beautiful monster. Yes. And you have to remember <laughs> before you scream, make my monster grow. Cause Rita would say that where she would go, make my monster grow. And then she would throw a canister at them and there'd be some smoke and a camera trick. You have to drop your pants before you say, make my monster grow. Well, I mean, that just goes without saying. Um, Also, lots of fun if you surprise your wife with that catchphrase. (laughs) She won't understand it, and you'll find it hilarious. You know, I know what I'm going to do after the podcast. (laughs) Except I'm just going to cue it up as a sound clip, so it's actually Rita. (laughs) Oh, I thought you were going to say you were going to scoop giant cat turds out of litter box, but... Yeah. That well, that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't, I don't know how they do it. Three Power Rangers guys for your enjoyment. You're welcome. Are you guys ready for the Hall of Fame segment? Everybody's favorite segment because it involves audience participation. Let me check the final numbers because it was actually very, very close this week, but. As of writing, the winner for the 26th entry into the Hall of Fame. Are you guys ready? Yep. Yes. It's the Lego Ghost. Holy shit. Followed closely by the Muckoid. And rounding things out, everybody got a lot of votes, sort of, was the Blitzkrieg Bat. I'm not really surprised that the Ghost took it, only because, like, everybody had some kind of lego toy as a kid yeah Yeah, that's true i just placed my vote i didn't vote yet i went for the blitzkrieg bat so it's a tie between the muckhoid and the blitzkrieg bat and i kind of feel like the lego ghost is just sort of a classic everybody had it nostalgia wins now for for this week's uh hall of fame I i have a proposal we don't have to do it Okay. But I was going to say, what if we all pick something we got as, from uh, for Christmas? So some kind of Christmas gift as a child. So our Hall of Fame entry should be something, you know, we were surprised with Christmas morning. I all like right. it. I need a minute to find the name of it. I had another entry, but it wasn't going to win either way. Um, I know the company that made it. Tyco... I got a lot of KB3 for 10 stuff as a kid. Oh, man, that stuff was the best. Oh, hell yeah, uh, it was. Let me make sure I get the name. I want to go back in time. I just <laughs> loved walking in and you see that, like... The 3 for 10 bin? Mm-hmm. Or the 2 for 5 or the 3 for 5. Maybe you guys, no, I don't want to, because you probably don't know what it is either. Shit. It was this line of toys from Tyco, I think. It might have been like Matchbox or Hot Wheels. We got a little guy and they rode inside of like an apocalyptic car. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, my God. Wait. Ah, I know this one. <laughs> Let me see here. I can't think of the name of it, but I can see him clear as day in my head. I got the 
Because all the guys look like Guar villains. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I was looking at them on eBay a little while ago, and I was like, these prices are nuts. There it is. All right. I'm ready. Are you guys ready? Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Here is the theme for this Hall of Fame. These were all Christmas presents where we were like, what? These are awesome. Um, and considering that I won and I was just rambling about it, I will go first. This gift, I was not expecting it to be as fun as it was, but these were super clearance to KB and I got them as a present. So back in the 90s, not only did KB do Christmas deals, they had satellite stores. If your mall had a KB toy store, they had a second store of just Christmas stuff. So there's even more three for 10 and clearance and things like that. That's where my, I think my little brother got this all for me for 20 bucks. And he got like the entire collection, including the playset. But my f- entry is the Matchbox Road Maniacs Statue of Liberty playset, which is essentially like the Planet of the Apes Statue of Liberty mm-hmm. if Mad Max had a baby with it. And this line of cars, it was like a line of cars with little muscleman sized guar villains. That drove around inside of them. So either you're a Confederate soldier, like cosplay person. So there's like the Colonel who has like Confederate outfit or you're like techno destructo with a drill for an arm. And there was like um, sleazy P Martini had a, it looked like him, but there's this playset of a riding statue of Liberty. And there's like a launching net and like a missile launcher. And there's a zip line. It was tons and tons of fun. And as like a 16-year-old, I played with it a ton. So this thing was really cool. Man, I always wanted that playset. Yeah. I want it now. But I remember being huge back then. I have no idea where I'd put it. I never actually had any of those figures or any of those uh, vehicles as a kid. But they always looked cool. I remember looking at them in the store. They were awesome. And... uh very underrated they kind of just got buried by spawn back in the day because it was just sucking the air out of the room what were they called again i want i want to quickly look them up road maniacs road m-a-n-i-a-x because it's the 90s although it actually it looks like road maniacs was the international name and they were road wars in the oh US. yes thank you josh the road wars statue of liberty place <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> these things were awesome. And just because I am feeling crazy right now. Oh, I don't care about rating your app, eBay. Rude. Oh, you know what I bought? So I, like you guys, sometimes people don't know what to get me for Christmas or my birthday. So they say, like, just buy yourself something and I'll pay you back. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I bought myself some imported dvds and blu-rays from target they had a sale and i got microwave massacre from (laughs) one of the imported uk blu-ray companies and it arrived crushed oh the disc is still playable but the case is just shattered target was like throw it out we'll give your money back so my mind i have a few extra dollars to buy myself another gift i bought i found finally the japanese exclusive castle freak figure from puppet um from full moon full toys moon. yeah this one's notable because he comes with the sack that goes over his head so this is georgie 
with sack. <laughs> oh, Georgie. So it's the Hot Wheels, not Matchbox, Road Wars Liberty Base playset, mint in box, 150 bucks. Oh, there's a pre-owned one for 17 and $50 shipping. Hubba hubba. <laughs> Speaking my language, I might look into this later and just splurge like an idiot, like I need this kind of stuff. Um, Josh. Brace us with your pick. Hello. Did we lose Josh? 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 Oh, sorry. I think I think I had leaned on my mute. Josh. <laughs> Josh. Timmy. Josh. Yeah. Timmy. Timmy. Josh. I. You know what my Timmy, Christmas t- gift is this year? Can you, you guess? Did you get the special bucket I sent you? No, it's not dying. That's my Christmas gift every year. But Josh, what's your pick? Well, first off, Timmy, I want you to know that I have purchased a very special bucket for you. Josh. And mounted mounted on the side of that bucket is a pair of silicone tits. So you can rub your face in tits without leaving your bucket. Nipples. Yay. Hey Josh. Josh. Yes, Timmy. Yes. Yes. I'll see you real soon. I hear we're doing a telethon for me next week. Oh, just you wait. Hey Josh. I've got a special outfit just for you. Josh. Yes. I know where you sleep. (laughs) (laughs) I can't wait for Timmy to see the banana hammock I bought him. (laughs) (laughs) just put him inside the whole thing (laughs) he's just gonna be hanging from hanging from a pole by a banana hammock (laughs) (laughs) okay okay without further ado my my choice is Jabba the Hutt oh Oh, yeah yes 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 I almost picked that I was so thrilled to get Jabba the Hutt, and I was equally thrilled and confused at the weird dungeon in his throne. So yes. you could essentially, like, trap people under him to gaze at Jabba's ass. Yes. When I was a kid, I would pretend that Jabba had, like, acid poop. <laughs> Growing up, I had a friend that kept his drugs in Jabba's throne. <laughs> <laughs> Because his mom would, like, never touch his toys. Don't touch my toys, mom. Don't break them. But the reason was because he kept his stash inside the Jabba throne. Which <laughs> is very smart. really funny. Uh, also, my personal opinion, that is the best Jabba ever made. Yeah, that's a really Return good Jabba. The, Return of the Jedi Jabba. Yes, it's not the best Jabba. It's my favorite Jabba. Have you guys hey. ever... Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, it's, it's pretty freaking amazing. And I have the... Uh... Whatever, the the Walmart exclusive Jabba from a while back. Yep. Uh, The one that's in three and three-fourths inch scale. It's nice. It's a beautiful display piece. That vintage Jabba the Hutt is better. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Jabba Glob also. But it's not as good as original because you can turn his head and his tail wiggles. Yep. (laughs) He came with the throne and Salacious Crumb. And he has a, a a shackle 
for the Princess Leia or Ula that never came out. Yep. And he had his hookah. Yes, he had. He did. He had that little, wasn't the little like bulb thing with the, the frogs in there? The bowl, there was no frogs. Oh, okay. But I mean, if you ever wanted to see what Jabba shits, it's lots of human bones and stuff. So it's a cool thing. This is true. I uh, remember when I got that, my dad looked at it and went, so does he just like hold him down and fart on him? Like, what's, <laughs> what does this do? <laughs> like, so in my head, it was always like a fart chamber. <laughs> you know, it's such a weird toy in that like, yeah, what does it do? But I had so much fun with that damn toy. No, same. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, did you guys ever see the custom? I, I want to say it was it was some some toy customizer that did a uh, a Jabba figure based on the vintage one. Like they they hollowed it out. Yeah. And they. Oh, yes. The the, the, act, the puppeteers. Did you guys oh, really? That? Yeah. It was like the, they were like basically like vintage uh, Fisher Price adventure people like cu- like customs. Yeah. But they made uh, the two puppeteers and then the the little guy, the little uh, the little person who did the tail. Yeah. So they and they had it like where it actually fit inside the figure. So it was like, you know, you cut a job like down the front and like hollowed him out. It just it looked really cool. I, I saw I saw it on uh, it was some YouTube video about customizers. I was like, that's such a cool figure. You know, uh, I just I'm finding the link. I'll send it. I've had some horrible jobs, but being inside the Jabba puppet in Tunisia or wherever they film that, yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it's got to be terrible. All right, Mike, you're up. I am going to have to give it to it. This time it's a vehicle. I I, I don't think I've picked a vehicle yet, but the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles foot cruiser. Oh, this is one of those Christmas gifts that I didn't think I was getting. Like I wanted it so bad and I only ever saw it one time in the store. And it was one of those things of like Christmas is in a few months. You're not getting that now. So I was like, Oh man. And then we just never saw it. And I remember my mom telling me, she's like, I don't want you to get your hopes up. Like it's hard to find. So I was like the skateboard that the foot pops out of. No, no, no. the foot cruiser is that that's the cheapskate. The foot cruiser okay, is the like sorry. the purple and black Cadillac that flies. It's got like the little wheels that flip underneath and it was like it was like the neutrinos cars. I uh, okay, I remember, I remember. Yes. Um but yeah, I wanted that vehicle so damn bad and then Christmas morning opened up a bunch of other presents and it's funny because that same Christmas I got the the turtle layer. So I was like I was ecstatic cuz I was like, "Oh my god, I got the turtle layer." freaking out over that and then there was that one final gift that was like under the tree that you know because my parents were piecemealing it all out and the very last gift i got to open was the foot cruiser so i got the foot cruiser and the turtle lair it was an amazing christmas but that was one of those toys that i just i wanted it so bad and i played with it until the damn thing fell apart like save i love that vehicle save this for the christmas gift memories segment that we have coming up next episode and wow, this is an amazing, it's 3D printed Job of the Hut with the puppeteers inside of them. That is crazy. This makes you want to get an expensive yes, that's the 3D thing. printer. Yeah. Good God, that is so crazy. And this is something that like only a fellow giant toy nerd would appreciate. But yeah, that is a great toy. 
Um, <laughs> that other picture. <laughs> French Anatomy book tries to illustrate how horses' bones are similar to ours by having a horse's bone in a man's butt. Ah, uh, yes, look at this anatomy book. We will show you how Americans are shit and we fuck them with horses. <laughs> well, guys, got any plugs? Uh, Josh, you go first. Well, if you if you head on over to uh, at Pickman's Vinyls, P-I-C-K-M-A-N-S-V-I-N-Y-L-S on Instagram or on Facebook, you'll see all of the latest happenings from Pickman's Vinyls. There isn't a heck of a lot going on uh, for the rest of the year. Uh, there are going to be a couple of random, probably surprise drops if you keep an eye on Instagram. Uh, so you might be able to catch like the Giger Bust or the Fancy Llama uh, on a like on a mini pre-release drop. But other than that, keep an eye out uh, just for updates on new projects as we work diligently behind the scenes on what's coming next. Indeed. And remember, Josh always needs money, so if you slip him a $5 bill, he'll talk dirty to you in French. (laughs) The things I say are questionable at best. Uh, good time. Mike, anything going on at Boogeyman's Closet? Indeed. Um, well, uh, by the time we're done recording this, I'll have posted episode 122, A Christmas Horror Story. Uh, but we're continuing our Christmas romp through horror with uh, Better Watch Out. So the next episode, 123, will be Better Watch Out, which if you haven't seen, is a hell of a Christmas horror movie. It's one of those uh, one of those ones that really surprised me. So that'll be coming up uh, next Monday. Better watch out. And it's like available on all the streaming services for some reason. Um, Great movie. Doesn't get enough love. Hey, and if you're a fan of Sorority Babes and the Slime Bowl Bowlerama, Mike dropped my birthday special last week. (laughs) And if you like to hear the three of us and Susie go absolutely batshit on a movie (laughs) and you want to have a lot of fun, I suggest that episode. (laughs) Oh, it's such a fun episode. I, I have already received feedback um, for, from one of our frequent listeners who was like, well, I've never seen this movie, but now I'm going to watch it. I'm glad that people like the episode. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, yep. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say this again here for our listeners. Well, I can't say I enjoyed the movie. I, or, or rather, I can't say I enjoyed it enough that I'll watch it again. I can say it is worth watching at least once. So if you haven't seen it, watch the movie and go listen to this episode. <laughs> it's, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. I, I legitimately had a headache from laughing so much during the episode. So it, and, it's yeah. crazy. And you know what, Josh, Susie was on to something. You really need to make an Uncle Limpy bust. Yes. Or or failing that, some kind of minifigure. Yeah. I yeah, with, that, oh, that with would... all the teeth, I think it would be really funny looking. <laughs> <sighs> you know, I'll I'll wait I'll wait till I'll wait till we're not recording and I'll throw my idea to you. Okay. <laughs> well everybody, thanks for listening. 
when you hear us again next time, it's going to be the Save Timmy Telethon. We wanted to do something nice this year, and we're like, do we do Toy for, for Tots? Do we, like, help the homeless? And we thought, you know what? There's a boy who's a part of the show that needs help all the time, and it's Timmy. So we're going to have a Donate Your Bones Telethon for Timmy. Tune in next week to enjoy the fun. Thank you, everybody. This is Mike saying Merry Christmas. Early Christmas. Bye. Ah. This is this is Josh saying some random thing about potatoes. Yay! Mm, potatoes. followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count. Not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count. Facebook and Instagram likes please you. So grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!